Hi friends and welcome. I'm Kristen Ulin and this is the Fit and Free podcast. Here we will discuss the journey to becoming fit, spiritually, mentally, and physically fit. Because if you have one, but not the other two, I really believe from my own experience and from working with others, you won't feel whole. You may feel like something is missing. But if we train all three areas, we really can feel fit, healthy, and whole. It doesn't stop with just becoming fit. Our journey on becoming free is just as important. I love the saying, free people, free people. Here on this podcast, we will have topics ranging from spiritual growth, health and wellness, mindfulness, the acts of being still, and bonus episodes where I may share tips as they pertain to travel, things to help you along that way, culture, who knows, anything I may think you'll benefit from. We're so glad that you're here. Thanks for joining us. Hi friends and welcome. I'm Kristen Yulin and this is the Fit and Free podcast. I'm so glad to be back recording another episode with you. I had a little setback. I was only what, two episodes in, and then a couple curveballs came in this thing we called life. And I know if you're listening, you understand. Sometimes we have setbacks. Um, I had a personal health, uh, a couple different things come up. I was diagnosed with Bell's palsy almost three weeks ago. And I also had an elective previously scheduled foot surgery. So needless to say, the past three weeks, I have been doing a lot of rest. And I don't know about you, but rest does not come natural to me. I am a doer. If you follow the Enneagram, I'm a three. I like to make checklists and get things done. Um, One of which it's such a get to is to record content here on this podcast Um, As I feel led, I'm never going to just force content out there because, listen, there is enough content and noise out in the world. But if I do feel led and prompted, like I have something of value to share, that's my intention. That is my goal here. So I'm so glad to be back with you to discuss this week five ways to pray. And as I was praying about, imagine that, um, this particular podcast, this was a super simple topic that I was like, oh yeah, I definitely need to get on there and share just a couple things. One thing I noticed when I started leading women's um, small groups in 2010, which by the way, wow, it's been 11 years. One thing I noticed right off the cuff was that people are apprehensive about praying. And for many different reasons, I think sometimes people are like, they don't think that they're doing it right, or they have a fear, am I doing it right? They certainly are nervous or anxious about praying in public, like for other people, because what are you going to say? Like you're talking to a God that you can't see. Are people going to think I'm crazy? Am I going to say the right thing? Am I going to say the wrong thing? Um, Just so many different things, I guess you could just say, that go through our mind when it comes to prayer. And for me, I guess I just have one of my spiritual gifts is the gift of faith. Um, I have never personally wrestled with praying in public. It's not something that trips me up. So we'll just call that a gift, right? I'm, I'm thankful that I have that. Now, there are days where I'm exhausted, whether it's physically exhausted, emotionally 
many times spiritually, right? Where I'm like, somebody else is going to need a praise in today because I'm tired. And that's okay. So hear me when I invite you, if that's a season that you're in. And when I say season, I mean like if there's a day where you're in a group setting or something and somebody says, hey, we need to pray as a group and you're tired that day, that's okay. But we cannot stay there, friends. Get your breath. Isaiah 40, 31 says those who trust in the Lord, put our hopes in him, he will cause us to run and not grow weary, right? So take your rest, but then get back into the pattern of being brave. So five ways to pray. The first one is simple. And it's an outline given to us in um, two different places, Matthew chapter 6, verses 9 through 13, and then Luke chapter 2, I'm sorry, Luke chapter 11, verses 2 through 4, and it's the Lord's Prayer. So many of you probably haven't memorized, um, whether you say it sacrificially as a part of your church service or you memorized it as a kid growing up. I too have it memorized. However, I also keep a little note card that hangs on my desk where I spend most of my mornings um, with just the bullets. Thy name will be done. Daily bread, forgive me, forgive others, temptation, and protection. Those are my little bullet points. So what does the Lord's Prayer say? All it is is a outline for you to pray. Jesus says, this then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed it be your name. What does that mean? It just means that you're accepting, you're acknowledging, you're praising God for who he is. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. That means like we praise you. The next part of that verse says, your kingdom come, your will be done. So the prayer as an outline here is, Lord, let your will be done today in what I do. And I'll pray that over my kids. Let your will be done today for them in their steps. On our earth as it is in heaven. In heaven, everything is perfect. Let's go ahead and pray that down. Let your kingdom come here on this earth. Let us see the goodness of God here on this earth, just as it is in heaven. Verse 11 says, give us today our daily bread. What does that mean? A bread is something we eat, right? It's it's nutrition for us. We need it. It is our physical needs. So if you're using this as an outline, um, I'm going to spend an entire one of our points talking about writing it down. That's number three. That's point three. So we'll come back to that. But what are your needs for today? Right. And a need is different than a desire. But I'm a believer that you can absolutely dial in and call the Lord up and tell him your desires as well. The scriptures say he grants. I almost said give. And then my prefrontal cortex fired and said, it's grants. He grants us the desires of our hearts, right? So give us today our daily bread. That's verse 11. And then verse 12, I'm currently reading out of the NIV. It says, forgive us our debts. Some versions of the Bible will say, forgive us our trespasses. That's the one that I um, memorized is forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those that trespass against us. Forgive us though of our debts. He paid the price, right? He totally fulfilled the entire law on that cross for us. But when we go into a heart of repentance, when we take a minute to reflect, is there something that I did in the past few days or whatever, Lord, that you want to bring to my mind and allow me just to come clean because that's good for us. 
We don't need to earn our salvation, right? All we have to do is believe with our minds and confess with our mouths and we are saved, right? But we can free that heaviness that we may carry by asking him, Lord, I made a mistake. I did X, I did Y, I did C. Would you just free me from carrying that shame around or that guilt around? It's for us. It's not for him. We can't earn anything from him. So what it is, is he gives us that gift to say, lay it down, lay it down. Don't take it with you. But the actual word repent means to turn away from. So it's one thing to keep doing it over and over and over again, cognitively aware that it's wrong. But it's another thing to be like, man, this is a thing for me. I call, I always refer to them as a thorn in my side. Like, man, this is one of my thorns. This is something that I'm still working on. I haven't quite mastered it yet, but boy, I got to tell you, I'm trying. And am I perfect? No, we're humans. We're not perfect. But he knows the position of our heart, right? So forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. So is there anyone that you need to forgive? And again, by you forgiving them, that's blessing you, not necessarily them. Now, listen, I don't know what your situation is. So there are times where you need to actually go to a person and tell them you forgive them. And that's going to bless them and release them too. But so much of the time when we are forgiving our debtors or our transgressors, that is for us. If you're holding on to something that was done to you, that's not hurting the other person. Usually there are some instances, right? Where I I get it, right? That's not what this podcast is about today. This episode, this is about your freedom and just sharing five simple ways to help you in your prayer life. So just sit and reflect and ask yourself, is there anybody you need to forgive? And then the next part of the verse, verse 13 says, lead us not into temptation. Oh man, what tempts you? What is it? Are there some sort of addictions that you're wrestling with? Are you tempted to get yourself stressed right before you go to bed, thinking about everything you need to do for the next day? Does that keep you up at night? Are you tempted by sugar? Are you tempted by some sort of substance? Um, That substance could also be food, emotionally eating. Are you are you tempted with alcohol or some sort of drug or mind altering substance? What is it that's tempting you to not live in the original design that God called you to? Maybe it's gossip or um, maybe, and this is one that I can relate to, it is those unhealthy thoughts. Could be what we talked about in episode two, obsessing about fear, forecasting, um, body shaming, being stuck in the past, comparison, this is my next one, the need to be in control. Oh my word, if anything I've learned over these past three weeks, I had no control over my healing. I could not rush my healing either. And it's hard, man. So what do you need assistance with to just cognitively pray, Lord, lead me not into temptation tonight. Help me with X, help me with Y. And then finally, part B of that verse says, deliver us from the evil one. That's your protection. One little simple thing I often pray is I plead the blood of Jesus around as a hedge of protection around my kids. I'm sending them off. They're going to school. Hallelujah, by the way. I'm pleading the blood of Jesus as a hedge of protection around my health. We're still kind of living in this pandemic thing right now. Pleading, 
hedge of protection around my family, around those I care about right now, right? Deliver us from evil. All right, so that's number one. Follow the Lord's Prayer. Let that be your outline. And you can put, you can insert whatever you want into that, like make it your own. That's the thing. I should probably should have started this episode off with that, saying prayer is simply talking. Prayer was designed so that we can have a relationship with our Father, with our Savior. It's a two-way street. He gives us the Word of God, the Bible, so He can communicate back to us. We get to communicate to Him and with Him through prayer. So if you can communicate with me, if you can come over and talk to me, then you can pray because that's all it is. All right, so number one, the Lord's Prayer. Number two, keep it simple. Oh, I got to tell you, I've been working in ministry since 2013. And sometimes it's with other ministry leaders. And then sometimes it's with Sally Sue off the street who thinks that the longer and more righteous her prayer is, the better it's going to be. And I'm like, no, your prayer can be simple, but specific. I hope that gives you freedom when you hear this, that if anybody ever invites you to pray over them, or if anybody ever invites you to pray in a group setting, or if you're just praying on your own in the morning, or when you're driving, I used to call my car when I worked in publishing, I used to call it my rolling sanctuary because I would be driving all over the state from one account to the next. And I would just be praying, you know, like, let me multitask, let me pray from point A to point B, get something done, be specific, but simple. You do not have to even know the scriptures to be able to quote them in your prayer. Now, if you do, I think that's pretty cool, pretty powerful, but you do not need to do that. Keep it simple. Number three, and this one is the most impactful for me personally, is writing it down. I always have a journal at my desk where I spend my morning time. And I personally also, how many times can I say personal in this sentence? (laughs) I have... um, what I would say, maybe like a weak memory. I don't want to forget things. So my role with Revelation Wellness, I have a team of, I think, I think about 12 people and um, we have biweekly calls. And I always like to ask them, like, how can I be praying for you? And I have to write it down because it's 11 people. And if they all have a need, that's a lot of needs. And it's my great joy to pray for them. Truly, truly. I'm looking at my little journal page right now where I do cover them. And then I also like to write it down because when we meet again, I can be like, hey, I'm just going to use, um, I'm going to make up some names here. Hey, Susie, how's your Uncle Tom doing? I've been praying for him. What's the progress there, right? And then they feel blessed because I remember. But guess what? I would not have remembered if I would not have wrote that down. So that's one way I pray with my team. But my prayers too, I have it all like numbered out. What, what are the things that are heavy on my prayer? And I'm just going to share a couple that are um, pretty consistent in my little prayer journal here. I have one of my points here, don't, and I got this from Melissa Keaton, founder of Revelation Wellness. I think I've plugged her before, but go follow her in all the places if you haven't already. But she said one time, don't pray out of fear. Thank God for what we have, including our personalities and our gifts. You're never too much or not enough. And thank God for whatever the things are that you're praying him praying for, right? Don't pray out of fear. Like, oh Lord, protect my daughter, protect this. Da, 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 da. Is that okay? Yes, and absolutely. But can you change your thought life and your prayer life, 
prayer life if you don't pray out of fear? All right, a couple other areas that are in my prayer journal, and I'm only sharing with you to give you ideas. You get to be creative in your own unique way. I pray for our country. I pray for the president, regardless of whoever's in the office, if I voted him in or not, I am to respect him and to pray for him. That's my personal belief. Um, and then if there's any like current social things going on, so certainly 2020 was a big year where I really tried to educate myself and increase my awareness of the um, injustice that we're going on with racism in our country. As a white female, I want to know, I, I want to know like, what are some things that I have maybe done that I didn't intend to, right? So I'll pray for that. Like, let me learn and then also help me to be led to resources that can help me. So um, one book that I'm reading right now, I'll just share it with you, is Uncomfortable Conversation with a Black Man. Oh, shoot. And it's, I thought it was sitting right here on my desk. Let me try to Google it. He has a... Um, A name that like Emmanuel Ancho, A C H O. I'm like, it's a biblical first name, but it was drawn a blank for me. There it is. Uncomfortable conversations with a black man. No plug there as far as like that's not an ad. I'm just sharing with you what I'm learning in right now. Okay, I digress. Back to my prayer journal. I pray for my family by name. So I pray for my husband, um, whatever he may be walking through right at that time. Um, I pray for my children, very specific things with them. I pray for, let's see, I go through my family. I pray for my sister, my parents, um, my in-laws. Um, let's see, I'm just kind of scanning my notes here. And then like, so right now I had foot surgery as I shared with you. So I'm praying just, you know, for specific healing and, you know, discipline to do all the correct things to stay in line with the doctor's orders. Very specific. So that was number three, write it down write it down in your journal. And then the other thing too with writing it down is you can go back and write like praise if you start to see things get answered. Number four, involve others. And this may take you out of your comfort zone, but it's so ne necessary. First way you can involve others is asking people to pray for you and with you. Second way you can get involved is asking others how you can pray for them. And if you're like new to this, I just want to encourage you. There is no wrong way to pray. As I already said, it's just talking. But if you're uncomfortable praying out loud with them first, why don't you try writing it down? So you just send somebody a text. Susie. Hey, Susie. I was thinking about you today. How can I be praying for you? And then you write Susie's request down in your little journal. And hey, look, now you've got a place to go. Um, another way to involve others is if there's something very specific and targeted, I'm going to give you another personal example. A few weeks ago, um, I was involved in a 24-hour, actually it was 26 hours, prayer calendar. So we marked the calendar for the next 26 hours. This was for a discipleship group that I'm a part of, and we covered the entire 26 hours. So I was going to intentionally block my calendar from let's just call it 2 to 6 p.m. and anytime that person that we were praying for came to my mind I prayed for the very specific things we were praying for it was a medical issue um, 
And for 26 hours, that person that we were praying for could rest easy knowing she was covered. What a beautiful thing that was. It was so holy, you guys. I hate the idea that we had to be in that 26-hour prayer covering, but I got to tell you, it was powerful, powerful. And then a final fun way to involve others, I'm going to share with you one thing I've, I learned um, through my leadership team with Rev is we call it African prayer. I'm not sure if that it, please, I hope that I'm not offending anybody with that. Please just know my heart. The way it was introduced to me was that they, in some of the tribes in Africa, they literally do this where everybody who's in a group comes together. So let's say you have a small group or your neighbors, you're all meeting and you're covering someone in prayer. This African style prayer is everybody talks out loud at the same time. So I can't really hear what you're saying on my left or my right, but I know that at that very time, at that very moment, we are praying together over whatever comes to our minds and our heart. So let's say there's 10 people. All 10 people are praying out loud at the exact same time. Your role is not to hear what the other people are saying, but there's this beautiful, elegant noise filling the room because 10 people are praying at the same time for a specific purpose, right? And again, uh, the way it was introduced to me was some of the tribes in Africa do this. Like they'll just all gather and rally and pray out loud together. All right, so that was way number four, involve others. Our final way to pray together is what I'm gonna call the battle pray. And this is how we fight our battles. If I could drop that song in right now, I would. I love that song. Go look it up on YouTube. But the battle prayer comes from Ephesians 6, and this talks about putting on the full armor of God. So earlier when I was discussing the Lord's Prayer, I told you I have a note card that hangs on my desk, and I have the Lord's Prayer as an outline there. On the right side of that index card, I have Ephesians 6, the six pieces of armor. And then I, not every day, but like when I'm intentionally praying through Ephesians 6, I will pray through those six pieces of armor very specifically. So for example, the belt of truth, let's just use my daughter as an example. I'm going to pray over Kaylee and I'm going to say, Lord, let her be clothed in your armor today, her belt of truth which is the first piece that the armors would often put on because it's going to hold up all the rest of the gear. Let her know who she is. Let her know whose she is. Let her remember all the big T-truths because those little T-truths would try to come at her. Let her be clothed in the belt of truth. Number two, breastplate of righteousness. It was considered to Abraham as righteousness when he walked out in faith. So to me, when I pray for the breastplate of righteousness, I think of, let us have an increase in our faith. Another way I might pray the breastplate of righteousness is when I think of the breastplate, like it's huge, this huge piece of armor that soldiers would wear. And I, I think, okay, if you're going to be wearing that, like you got to be standing upright, right? And as a fitness instructor, I often think of, all right, shoulders down and back, roll them down and back, stand nice and upright. So I'm thinking, all right, if I'm praying that piece of armor on, like, let me be upright. Let, let me not be slouched over, thinking negatively. Let me be thinking positively. But yeah, let me have an increase in faith. Shoes a piece, another piece of the armor. Let me just spread peace wherever I go. Even if the storm comes, let me keep my peace. Another piece, helmet of salvation. 
And then I start praising. Thank you, Lord, that you came for me. Thank you that you showed me the way to get saved. Let me continue to show others that way as well. And again, because of the helmet for me personally, one way I I pray for the helmet of salvation is that's like my cue to remember. Let me have a clean, pure thought process today. The helmet. Clothe my head with pureness. Don't let me get into that root fear thinking process, right? Next piece, shield of faith. And if you look at the biblical time soldiers, this humongous shield, it was often as big as they were, like six feet tall, heavy too. Thing was massive. Guard any arrows that would try to come against me. Shield me from the enemy. And increase my faith again. Double portion. I'm going to pray for that twice, right? And then finally, your only offensive weapon that you have in Ephesians 6 is the sword of the spirit. And that is a symbol of the word of God. Lord, help me to remember your scripture when the going gets tough. Help me to remember your scripture when I'm giving praise and thanksgiving. Help me to remember your scripture when a friend comes to me in need and I can, I, what do I have to offer them? Nothing, but you have everything to offer them, right? So powerful. And memorizing scripture isn't easy. It is not. It requires discipline, just like all good things in life require discipline. So you can ask, help me try to remember this. And again, it's all about repetition too. Why do you think for years and years and years, I have this index card hanging on my desk? Because if I can make it simpler for myself and not require my brain to overthink, hey, what was that verse again? I mean, listen, there's beauty and there's power in memorizing scripture, but Ain't nothing wrong with helping yourself out and having it listed right there for you because you got enough thinking going on to go, okay, what am I going to pray for that? What am I going to pray for that? So there you go. Let's recap. Number one, the Lord's Prayer. Use it as an outline. Number two, keep it simple but specific. Number three, write it down. Number four, involve others. And number five, your battle prayer. Ephesians 6. I hope that this podcast blessed you today. I would love it if you could leave a review. Um, I think that just helps the podcast to become more credible and searchable. I just realized today before coming over here to record that I'm on Apple Podcasts now. Thanks to Anchor, the app that I'm using to record. So cool. You guys, Anchor records in one place. I'm sorry, let me rephrase that. I only have to record it in one place and then Anchor sends it to all the places. I love an effective and efficient process. Have a great day. Thanks for being here. Share this with your friend, would you?